We're back with another episode of Easyo. We got a lot to talk about. Let's just jump in it, shall we? Let's do it. All right. So everyone's the. It's been a couple of weeks now with, or more than a couple. It's been a maybe roughly a month with Jake Rogers up. Yep. I love. I think teams are learning. We shouldn't run on this kid. Yeah, his his arms definitely looked really good. Um, I'm kind of. I use. I I'm a little concerned about him offensively. I mean, it's it's gonna take some time to adjust to a big league level. I, yeah. I do like when he hits the ball it's a home run. Yeah, he's definitely his power is definitely showing even against the good major league pitching pitching. Um his his power looks good. I've kind of been disappointed in his glove. Not his arm, but his glove. He has had a lot of passed balls. Like just just I know a couple of them have been mix ups, and that's gonna happen when you have a new catcher. Um, especially a young catcher. Um Coming in the beginning of the, or the middle of the season, but a lot of them nicking off his glove, you know, not catching the ball clean. They're squeezing by him. Runners are getting through, and you can tell he's getting frustrated with himself because that's not like him. Right. But I'm kind of concerned about that because it's been like unusually high. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, you kind of expect I'm not that to be. Overly concerned, but with everything I've heard, like, oh, this guy's glove is going to be the mainstay. That's why he's going to be in the major leagues. It's like, all right, cool. And then he has, like, ten pass balls in the first week. And it's like, whoa, what's going on here? So he's a young, new catcher. I'm not overly concerned. If I have to rate my concern level on a scale of 1 to 10, it's probably at a 1. But it's, there's definitely It's just concern. ticking in the back yeah, of your mind. Yeah, there's like, definitely a somewhat of a concern there. But it's not bad at all. I'm liking what I see out of him. I, do, I love the cannon of an arm he's got. And he, 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 calls really, he calls some really good games. That's what I love that. I just, I don't like, what I don't like is that if his only time he's getting a, a hit and it's only a home run, I mean, we got to do something else there. I mean, from the time we last recorded, after our last episode came out August 9th, he hit two for 30. How many home runs did he have? One. Right. That's my biggest area concern. Like, yeah, he's hitting like I'm not expecting him to come out and hit 350. He's only hitting like 160 right now, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm not expecting him to come out and just absolutely tear it up offensively. Right. And we, but we I was knew, expecting a little bit more than two for 30. Right. We knew coming into this that he wasn't going to be a hitter. Right. Um, you know, we kind of knew that. But at the same time, I think we, I think you hit it right on the nose. We weren't expecting two for 30. We were expecting at least three for 30. Yeah. <laughs> no, we were expecting, we were, you know, we were expecting, you know, a, a 200 average. Not a sub two hundred, you know, not a one fifty, but we were expecting the two twenty, two hundred. Um, I, he still, I mean, kind of happened with James McCann the first year he was up. He really, you know, I think we really lucked out with Avila how when, when Avila came up. Oh yeah, he was a firecracker at the plate, and he was absolutely a, just phenomenal behind the plate. Yeah, you know, and that's how Avila was though. Avila was, Avila was a one eighty to two thirty hitter, but. Damn it, you had the best defensive catcher in the league when he was behind the plate. You know? Yeah. Uh, I don't. I think Rodgers will click in eventually. I think... He'll never be more than a 250-hitter. No. Well, if we got 230 out of him, I think I've said it before, if we got 230 with 14 to 16 to 17 home runs and 50 RBIs, I'm 100% happy with that. Coming from the catcher's position to where... There's not, it's not a good, what it used to yeah, be. Yeah, it's not you don't have a lot of huge 
I'm not going to say power hitters, but right. I'm not going to say, you know, you just don't have those powerhouses that they're used to. You don't have LK line behind the plate. You don't have LK line's offensive abilities in a catcher. I was going to say, because LK, LK line was not there. in the... You know, but there's no more pudges than there, there's right. no more Mike Piazzas. You know, they're few and far between when back in the day, it seemed like every catcher, like, oh, you, you're a big guy that can't move very fast? All right, you're going to catch. Well, now we're realizing that, oh, God, it, the, 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 yeah, a lot of athletic ability needs to yeah. go into catching. So, um, no, I'm not – we knew going into this Jake Rogers experiment. Um, I don't want to call it an experiment because he's our catcher now. Yeah. But we knew coming into this that he wasn't going to hit the greatest. But, I mean, he's – He's going in there every single at bat. He's not he's giving up. He's not. He's just, not giving up any at bats. Right. He's not just going in there one, two, three up. That sucks. I thought he had some great, great at bats against Verlander in the Astros game, in the two to one Astros game that we won. I thought he had some great at bats against Verlander. Yeah, he's obviously battling. He's not. He's taking it with every pitch like a hundred percent. Oh it's yeah. not just coming in. Oh, I, there's three. I'm, I'm, there's I'm three. Sucked. I suck. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go throw a temper tantrum in the dugout. Right, no, he definitely is not giving up. He's not giving up in a bat, but he's not giving up a pitch, man. Right. I mean, every every pitch he's dialed in. Like, all right, here it comes. All right, here it goes. You know, it's he's he's seems like all even his ground balls are hard hit balls too. I'd like to see his exit velo, but his average exit velo, but it just seems like he's hitting the ball pretty well. You know, um, obviously they're not going for. Him. Hits, but I think it's pretty clear where he is right now. There's definitely a lot of there's going to be a lot of room for improvement, and you're going to see it by next season. Oh yeah, there's I I think he's going to put in a lot of work this off season um, on you know just hitting and being ready for every pitch, and that's going to come with major league experience too of learning what what pitchers are going to throw them, you know how they're going to pitch. Yeah, he kind of just got tossed in the pan. Say, all right, here you are. Yeah, welcome. Well, yeah. Well, it happens with a lot of teams, but with a lot of players and coming up with a lot of teams at different spots. But, I mean. Right, and the good thing is, though, is it's like there's no pressure on him right now. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not, not like, like, it's, like we're not knees deep in oh, fighting for a division title. Right, you're not, you know, he's not trying to win us 20 games because, you know, the our, our catcher is injured or something. You know, I can't think of an example, but um, a guy that could even do that. But I'm saying there's no, he doesn't have to perform well. You know what I mean? Let him struggle through it. Yeah. Give him a day off here and there because catching is exhausting. Let him just fight through it. Like, whatever. Here you go, buddy. Like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about doing poorly. Just, this is this is your time. Do it, get it out now because in a few years when we're competing for that division title, you're our guy. We want you to be able to hit. And we want you to be able to call these games flawlessly. And, you know, so it's going to be... Okay. Have him battle through it. You know, he'll get better with time, hopefully. Um, he's shown some bright spots already with him getting some big hits and getting, you know, he, his home runs are not they're shallow not, home yeah, runs. They're, they're not just, they're, gone. they're not little squeakers. They're, they're gone. They're big home runs. So, I'm not, you know, it, it'll be, it'll be fun to watch him and see how he progresses and see how he becomes a hitter. And, I'm curious to see how he's going to evolve with the ever-rotating wheel of new pitchers every other week of new one up, new one down. And a pitcher who I'm really glad to see actually show somewhat of a, a bright spot for us. And we always joke around and say, this team's got to go get their guy. 
they went or they got we they got their guy or we have to go get our guy and was Edwin Jackson our guy? Yeah, he's Again. pitching. He's pitching well. Um, it's nice to see another veteran come in and actually pitch well, you know, and give and show these guys really how it's done. Yeah, show these young guys. You know, if he can come in and show, if Edwin Jackson can come in and show Daniel Norris one thing, like that's a huge. That's a huge. That is a huge thing that Garden or Garden Tire can't teach him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, you know, Rick Anderson might be able to, but it, it's just. If you can come in and give him one one little thing that he that Adam Jackson found helpful for him and it helps Daniel Norris or helps so and so or helps this person or helps Soto or helps Joe Jimenez or this person or that person, like that's huge. That's that's invaluable. You know. We, see, we picked him up July twenty second, and, and since then we've yes. won eight games. And <laughs> for any other team, if you if you were to say we won eight games since July twenty second, they would ha- probably be having a heart attack or stroking out and. Hey, we won eight games since July twenty second, guys. Look, yeah. look, mom, we made I'm it. Stroking out. <laughs> <laughs> look, mom, we we made it. Yes. Woo. Uh, he obviously he had a rough outing his last one against Houston, right? Yeah. But um, I mean, that's expected. I expected all pitched, of us to get bumped around. He pitched really well though the past two games before yep. that, and it was really really good games. Um, you know, like you said, you can't can't go out there and pitch lights out every single game. Really, it'd be really, really nice to, but it just doesn't happen that way. So, um, no, it was. it's good to see, like I said, it's good to see him come back and actually do well. And besides Edwin Jackson, another thing I was surprised to see someone do well is everyone, when Shane Green left, is to see Jimenez step into that role, yeah, in that stepped, closer role. He stepped in a big way, too. Um, you know, he's he's... I don't want to say he's struggling, but he he's, had that given, one he's, bad given, he's given up a few base more base runners than you know people who are who have locked down closers yeah. or comfortable with you know. But I mean, if you take him where he was with Green here into where he is now, he's almost a whole new pitcher. He's he blew one game. Yeah, he's doing. I would like to say he's doing well. He's pitching. It looks like he's going to that breaking ball breaking ball more often. Um, that was like a big, really big problem of his. He was trying to throw that fastball everywhere because he didn't have any confidence in his breaking ball. And now he's throwing that breaking ball again. You can see he's getting more confidence with it. He's still relying on the fastball a little much, and that's where he gets into some troubles. He thinks he can blow that 97 by everybody. Well, you throw 97, 97, three, is you a, throw 97 three times in a row, anybody can catch up to it. I mean, 97 in, in 2019 is like a 90 in mid-2000s. But it's he it, that breaking ball, he's got a lights-out breaking ball. But he just lost confidence that with it for there for a while, and he wasn't going to it very well. So when you lose confidence, a lot of your command is gone because you're trying to overthrow it so much. And when he was trying to overthrow it, he was leaving it hang, and then his confidence just got worse and worse and worse with it. And now he's getting some more confidence with it. He's got it coming back. He's got some good break to it. He's got some good bite to it. Looks like he's commanding it very well. And he's... I think he's pitching better now. He's got a whole new morale now. I mean, well, I think, I, what I, think I love watching, see, what I love to see is when he when he closes out a game, just how how oh, yeah. pumped he is. He's ready to run because through a wall. I think a big part of that is is he knows he's pitching better now than what he was earlier. Yeah, and I think that pressure is actually doing well for him. He's like, all right. A lot of people perform very well under pressure. Right. He's like, all right, I got this. This is my responsibility now. This is my job. He goes. I'm not getting it to the ninth inning anymore. I am the ninth inning. 
you know, so he's he's got to he's got to do that, and he's he's got to close them down. He's got to grow up and get it done. And I think what's most important to mention with him is his last episode. We we made bold predictions, and I, you. No, no, we both made predictions. Don't don't hop out of it. You made the bold. Prediction. I made the bold prediction, and I he came through luckily for me. I don't even remember my bold prediction. Your your bold prediction was, I believe it was that Demerit's gonna hit his home oh, run. Yeah. <laughs> his first home run is gonna be over four hundred fifty feet. And yeah, he hit his first home run right after that. We got off of that podcast yeah. recording, and it was only like three hundred thirty feet. You said it was gonna be. You said it was gonna be left plus. center too, didn't you? Yeah, it was, it was right. It was right field. It, was it, right hit field. The bell, it hit the bell tire sign in right field. So I was way off, but he hit that his first home run that night. And you said that, and then I said Jimenez would blow a game. I took the safe route, and I just said Jimenez would blow a game as a closer. And I thought he was going to make me look like a fool for the most part until he finally came through for me. Right. And Honestly, kind of, it would have been a good thing, though, if he made you look like a fool. It would have, but I normally have to say prediction. Oh, yeah. So let's hop into our, I, I guess it's kind of weird to say player of the week because it's been a couple weeks. Let's hop into our... Where's player of the weeks. We're, we're, uh, so let's just keep it keep it consistent. Since player of the gap. Right, there you go. Player of the gap, I took Victor Reyes. I could have took Victor Reyes, could have took Nico Goodrum, or Demerit, but I took Reyes because we finally saw him really, like, make himself known in the bigs. Like, he had a few good moments, his few stints he was up, but now this is, okay, he's got a, he's everyday outfielder now. He's got to make something happen, and he's definitely doing it. Through 42 at-bats, four RBIs, three doubles, a triple, and a homer, and hitting 310. Yeah, I'll take that any day of the leadoff, man. Um, he's making a huge – right now, he is making a huge um, – His fielding is a little rough. Yeah, I'll definitely take Jacoby Jones in the center field all day. But he's definitely making it hard on Gardenhire to not put him in the lineup every day. Uh, it's good right now. He's getting his all of his shots now that Jacoby's done for the year. Right. He's getting every opportunity he, he can get, right? Which is good for Reyes. Yeah. But Jacoby Jones is going to come back next spring. And Jacoby Jones is going to do what Jacoby Jones does. And he's going to make a spot name for his a spot for on the roster for him. And then that opens up. Who are you going to put out the outfield? Yeah, we've had this conversation. We're, we're going to have it. A, a really we'll probably have it later later tonight. I we're supposed to try not to do it. Let's save it for off season when we've got nothing to talk about. Yeah, that'll be good. We'll do a few episodes on what we'll do an episode on the outfield. We'll do an episode on the infield, and maybe we'll do the pitching. I don't like talking about pitching because it, it, it bums me out. Yeah. So who'd you take for player of the gap? Um, I'm going to go, you know, he didn't have the best offensive gap. But, dude, the guy plays one hell of a third base. I'm going to take Dowell Lugo mostly for his defensive abilities. He, I think, he's hitting well enough. He's not hitting well over the past couple of games. But he's hitting well enough to where I think. With some work he can make a competition? I think there's, I don't think there's any competition. I really don't. He's more... I think he's he's much he's obviously by far a better defender than Jamer Candelario, right? He Candelario is actually a decent defender. At this year, he hasn't played a whole lot because of his option down to down to AAA, and, then and his, yeah, and is getting hurt. Candy's got the fifth highest fielding average for third baseman, you know, which that that only says a few things. That means the balls he gets to. 
Yeah. He's not making an error in him, right? But um, Nolan Arenado might have more errors. Yeah, see, but Nolan Arenado's getting to every ball on the infield. I was going to say uh, Machado, Arenado, they've just like... That, that, was, that was Iglesias' curse. That's why Jose yeah. Iglesias has never won a gold glove. Because he's getting to more balls than more people should have. And he's getting more errors because it'll bounce off his glove. And we're like, oh, that's an error. Well, it's like, dude, the kid ran 40 yards for yeah. it on a 100-mile-per-hour ground ball. And he still got to it, you know? Um, I, I truly believe, though, Dawal Lugo is probably going to be the starting third baseman next year. Uh, we're teetering in on the futuristic position co- conversations. We're, we're going to nip in the bud now. But... I, I I like where you're going with it. Dude, his glove is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. You see, what game were you at? You said he was playing hell of a third Oh, base. I don't even remember what game I was at. I was at one. Uh, White Sox? Yeah, I think it was the White Sox game. I can't even remember what game I was at. Yeah, it was the one where they yeah. were giving out the Negro League jerseys. Yeah. That was the one I was going to go to. I didn't go to, and then you ended up going. Right, yeah. No, I went to that game. And, dude, the guy was just making unbelievable plays to his left, to his right, and charging at the ball, ha- having to play it back in the hop. The guy makes the guy's good. the guy the guy's glove is great, and the guy makes every throw. I really, he's making a spot. Him and Reyes are mate are forcing Guardy and Alavila to write their names next year in, on the roster. They're I mean they're taking their hand and writing their name on it. They're playing that well right now. Reyes needs to figure out what the hell's going on in the outfield because, yeah. like you said, his defense is a little sketchy. Yep. He's had probably the most collisions in the outfield ever. The whole Tiger organization has been a defensive joke this year. As I just got done praising how great that will be. I'm talking outfield. Okay. Well, it's just... <laughs> I mean, I was, at the, I was at the Whitecaps and Loons game last night taking a look on Riley Green. We'll, we'll get into that in a minute. And... Between Parker Meadows and whoever West Michigan's second base is, a routine pop-up that takes, hey, I got it, turned into a drop, and then turned into a going to pick it up and throw it in the infield, turned into another drop. Right. No, we got collisions, we got that. No, there. that's Reyes. That was Reyes's kryptonite last year. Remember, he had Iglesias, him and Iglesias, the, game, the first game I went to last year, which would have been the second game of the doubleheader on Easter. It was a nightcap of the doubleheader on Easter. And he was supposed to, like, him and Iglesias went back for a fly ball in left field, right? Like like you just said, it was a simple, I got it, I got it. Or one of them veering off, right? Or taking a quick slide to... Well, well, if one person, they were both too stubborn, right? That's what I'm going to guess. That's all baseball players They were both like too that. stubborn because Victor Reyes, Victor Reyes is like, well, I'm the outfielder. I have, I'm coming in on the ball. I call it, I get it, right? right. But that's Jose Iglesias. If Jose Iglesias is calls it, he's going to catch the ball, right? So as an outfielder, especially with Jose Iglesias, I'm going to veer off in that because if he's calling it, he's going to catch it, right? And they collide, Iglesias has got to come out of the game, right? And now he's collided with Demerit. He's collided with a couple other people. He doesn't he, – I don't think he's got very good communication skills. There's, there's something going on that he's not – Maybe that maybe that'll be a. That's got, he's got he's got to fix it, or it doesn't matter how well he hits, he's not going to play in the big leagues. Yeah, if he's colliding, if he's colliding into people all the time, 
Like, that's, for one, not safe, and two, that's going to cause drops and it's not going to produce outs. And the first thing you learn in Little League is, hey, I got it. Exactly. You call for fly balls, and the guy just can't do it. Or, or, or he's too stubborn, you know. Oh, I'm the center fielder. I get to call everything. No. If he's camping underneath it in right field, don't – if he's calling it, you know what I mean? I think a few more players we should at least acknowledge from the gap. Uh, Goodrum, we always talk about Goodrum. Yep. And Hicks. Yeah, Hicks has played pretty well. Um, you know, he's his, his playing time has definitely gotten cut since Rodgers has come up. But he's playing a little bit first base. I've always said he plays better at first base than he does at catching anyway. Um, which is going to be a huge, it's going to be a fun thing to see with what they do when they play Grayson Griner comes back, how they play that roster rollout, have three catchers, or you say, okay, Hicks, you're done. Right. Right? You're done catching. You're now just our DH. Well, you can't even say he's our DH because Cabrera's our DH now. Right? Um, no, Hicks, like I said, Hicks has taken advantage of the time he's playing. Um, he still doesn't play a bad catcher, though, either. Right. You know, I, I just love like to see the home runs. That's what I, oh, yeah. I love. I mean, and the one off Verlander a couple nights ago that was a good time. Well, we'll, we'll get into the Verlander game in a minute. Just because, one because we love Verlander too. Just that was a, such a weird game. We'll hop into that in a second. Let's go into pitchers. This is the part of the podcast where I get sad because I look at the the, the numbers of the pitchers for the week and I look at their ERA and I just get sad. Because we've never had a pitching staff this bad. Honestly? Well, I wanted to take Zimmerman for my pitcher, but I'm not going to. Because I don't like Zimmerman. Zimmerman has finally pitched well. He's not pitching, you know, whatever, $25 million a year well. He's not. But he's finally pitching, even if, obviously I know he's not worth any bit of that $25 million contract. But if next year, because next year is his last year retired, I'm pretty sure. Right? If next year he pitched at, like, a number three level, dude, I'd be so happy. You know, because at that point, even if we have to eat his contract, we can still flip him. Yeah. If he was pitching at a number three. He's pitching at, like, a number six in single A. You know? <laughs> it's it's just bad right now. Or not right now. But it's been bad for Zim. And it's like, it's like a light at the end of the tunnel for him to finally have a couple good games. You know. But I feel like this up next week is just going to be lights just the rubber's going to get ripped out from under him and lights going to get further and he's going to go back to. Old, so there's my prediction. Old Zim. Zim's going to suck. So I'm probably going to take. You know we've we've kind of crapped on him before a couple times. I'm going to take Drew Verhagen. Yeah. And the guy has pitched like unbelievably well. Um. And yeah, he's game, been, he's been getting better and better. And here's my thing. He's today is August 23rd. We're recording this, and he's pitching. He's starting tonight against the Twins, but he's been pitching. And here's where we can talk about this in our wild card segment because we have nothing planned for that. But the Tigers need some structure, right? Where each player, right now, it almost seems like Garden Hire is trying to create. You know, let's say there's what, twelve. There's 12 or 13, there's probably 13 position players on the team and 12 pitchers, right? It's almost like, obviously, Cabrera's not, and Rogers isn't. But it's almost like he's trying to create 10, 9 or 10 
um, kind of like a new role for everyone. Well, or? he's trying to create to where he's trying to create nine Nico Goodrums. Okay, yeah, okay. utility players. That's what I'm looking for. Harold Castro is playing third base one night, then he's playing center in midfield, then he's playing left field. No, he's right? playing. And Lugo is playing third base, then he's playing second base, then he's playing first. Right. Yeah. And then and then you got Ronnie Rodriguez playing all across the diamond, you know, all across the infield. And then you got Nico Goodwin playing center field. And then you got him playing right. And then you got him playing third. And then you got him playing first. And then it's, you, you got, got Brandon Dixon pitching. Right. Which whatever. <laughs> but you got same thing with Dixon. You got him playing first. And then you got him playing second. Then you got him playing right. Then you got him playing left. Then you got him playing center. Dude. You got in that many. He's playing that many positions in that many games. You know what I mean? You, there's got to be some consistency. And I think that's a big reason why the defense is so bad right now. It's because there's no consistency. Mm-hmm. Victor, Reyes, Victor Reyes is playing with two different corner outfielders every night. Yep. You know? I Who's think ever if, in center field is playing with a different... I think if we got criti- if I had to criticize Guardian in one way, it's that. And, and he's even come out and said, he's like, no, like they're, they're going to be my center fielder and they're also going to be my third baseman. It's like, no, that is... You, they could be your left fielder and also your center fielder. They can, you know what I mean? They cannot be your third baseman and your center fielder at the same time. Now, if your DH has got to play third base in National League games, then, yeah, your third baseman can go play center field if that's one of his positions that he can play. Yeah. It's almost as if he's playing MLB The Show and he's messed around with his, his outfield and he, or just his positions in general, and he sees secondary positions like center and left, and he says, oh, they can play first today, and well, it's, you just gotta act surprised when a center fielder plays first and the ball, and he doesn't catch it on a wonky throw from third. Right, like a lot of these kids, a lot of these kids can have big roles on this team. Brandon Dixon, I think, is a kid that could have a huge role on the next contending Tigers team, right? I think he's got that grit to him, I, he's got some good power, I think he can hit, and he's pretty damn good defensive first baseman. I think he's probably the best defensive first baseman we have on the team. Right, we've got eight of them, <laughs> but I think Brandon Dixon could play a huge role in this team. Nico Goodrum, I think, could play a huge role. Dalla Lugo, I think Harold Castro could play a huge role on this team. But it's all about finding them positions. Well, it's like well, they can't develop. They can't develop and really excel if they don't know what what Tuesday is going to hold. Right. That's that's you. Is Harold Castro going to be your third baseman, or Dalla Lugo going to be your third baseman? Right. I think. Nico Goodrum is a very good utility player. I think he's one of the few players. He's the utility. Yeah, he exactly. Well, everyone is a utility player now. Right but now, everyone should be player. the utility player. Right. I think if you're going to have one utility player, it's going to be Nico. Yeah. Obviously, you want your shortstop. You know, if you have backup infielders, you need them to be able to play three or four different positions. But your starting nine need to have. They need to be locked position. into. Yeah, they need to have one position, right? Anthony Rizzo plays first base every single game. Bryce Harper plays right field every single game. Mike Trout, center field every single game. Christian Yelich, center field every single game. You never see those guys playing first base. You never right. see those guys playing third base. Because those guys have consistency and they are locked in. You, we we got to have – move some guys around, yes. You want Rodney Rodriguez to get some reps at first base when Brandon Dixon's off? That's no problem. Have him play shortstop one game and then have him play first base the next. But this this stuff about moving, I'm and here's okay. I'm okay moving in the infield more than I'm moving. You know, if you're gonna move in the infield, move in just the infield. But don't move in the infield and then put him in center field the next game. You know what I mean? Like that's that's my biggest pet peeve. It's like all right, 
But it's like two completely different styles of you know def defense. You know, there's got to be some sort of consistency there for these guys to settle in. These young guys got to settle in somewhere. And if they've got nine different homes and nine different games, it's going to be hard for them. I mean, to I understand in. where he's coming from with, all right, we got a few years to throw away. Let's see what we can figure out. Let's see if maybe they they came up as a third base, but maybe they're actually better at this. I, I can understand where he's toying around with it, but it's getting to be a little insane now. And again, we'll, we're definitely going to toy pick back up from this in the offseason when we have nothing to talk about and what, what better to talk about than speculating on what, what the defense may, look, defense may look like. So how about we hop into our wild card segment as Mitch hinted on earlier, we didn't had, we had zero things prepared for it. So we're just gonna, we're gonna freestyle a little bit. We're gonna ramble on about an, anything and everything. I'm gonna start it off, since I, I mentioned I went to the West Michigan game and I got to see Riley Green and Parker Meadows play and Wenseel Perez, I think that's his name. That's how good he is. Uh, everything you see on Riley Green is... I don't want this to come out the wrong way. I don't want to make him sound like I'm trashing Riley Green. Because he, uh, he's very young and he's gonna, he's got a lot of potential. Everything you see on Riley Green, it's all of the headlines. It's all of him making diving catches in the outfield. It's the home runs, the RBIs, everything he's legging out. I actually got a chance to see... Uh, I don't want to say realistic, but... I got to see the non-headline Riley Green last night. You can definitely tell he's got some stuff to work on. I know last episode we talked about, oh, he might make double A this year, he, which isn't happening because their season ends next right. weekend. But I think we might be a little bit, might be a little bit more of a delay in seeing him than what we were anticipating, just because everything you see on him is all headlines. Right. And you don't see the 0 for three. I think he had three strikeouts last night. You don't see those. And that's something that they need to talk about, too. They can't – if you have every headline on a player be the home runs, the doubles, the triples, the diving catches, your fans get super pissed when he does go 0 for 3. And oh, yeah. It's, the it's kind of not really the same thing as, like, the whole Miguel Cabrera thing this year. Yeah. He's not hitting 30 home runs. Oh, he's, he's, he's also he's, 40. Yeah. You know what I mean? Victor Martinez was hitting the first year. I think he was in with Detroit. I think he hit like thirty plus home runs. You know, Every, nobody gave him a whole lot of crap because he was forty. Right. You know what I mean? Um, what? I guess there's a media problem. Hmm. Yeah. Fake news. Anyway, you know, I like you. You kind of hit on those. There. He still is a young kid. The kid's eighteen years old. Yeah. I mean, he's and, not, and he's already gotten promoted twice. Right. And he's been killing it everywhere he goes. So maybe now he's finally reaching that level to where, okay, you know what, he's kind of leveling out right now. He's probably going to make even bigger strides this offseason. Oh, yeah, 100%. He's going to work out. At that age, you know, your his his body's going to, like, double in size. In, like, Stemming two years. He's having Parker Meadows, too. He, the kid is. You know, at that age, though, and that his you can just tell on that build, that guy's going to just get bigger. He's a bigger. very lanky guy. Green is? Yeah. Yeah, he's the Tigers put him on a professional workout train. You know, he's gonna get better. He's gonna level out that swing. You know, you were kind of complaining about the high school swing. Yeah, he it's, does. It's it's gonna take a long. He does time. have like the, kind of like what Prince Fielder was. Every swing is for the fences. Well, that's also very left handers ish. Swing yeah, too. true. A lot of lefties have that. A lot of that lefties. Just, just their whole how that swing looks is it always looks like it's for the fences too. I've noticed with a lot of lefties right. too. Right. I don't know why it's. You know, we're all taught the same. Yeah, same, it's mechanics, the same exact swing, but, it just, but it's from right, a different side. Whatever. But, <clears throat> you know, 
it takes it it takes more than a couple months to get rid of a lifetime swing. He's probably had success in that swing his entire life. He doesn't need to, to change it. You know, maybe yeah. some tweaks here and there, but for the most part, that swing's stayed the same since he was in T-ball. You know, and it's gonna take. I mean, he's he was signed. He was drafted in June, and it's mm-hmm. August, and he's already been promoted twice. Yep. I mean, it's going to take a little bit longer than two and a half months to get, break him of that swinging for the fence swing every time or, you know, getting rid of his little bad habits and being able to see. He was probably only seeing, like, I don't know what the talent's like down there. It's probably pretty high where he went to high school. But where I went to high school, I saw anywhere from, like, 85 miles an hour down to, like, 65 miles an hour. Yeah. Right? And, like, you know what I mean? And, you know, so when you go from – 65, you know, or even 75, let's say, and you go immediately to, like, 95. It's a big adjustment. That's that's a huge adjustment. I so mean, you're going to get those three strikeout games. Last night he was seeing mostly 90. Right. That's what he was. I mean, that's, that's still huge, though. Throw, yeah. You, even from 85 to 90, that's a huge jump, right? Um, and for uh, the single, Detroit's single-A team, it's not good. And this is the team that's got... Our new Riley Green. It's got number twelve Tigers prospect Parker Meadows, yep. and they have this year drafted, I think out of high school too, Cooper Johnson. No, not out of high school, but this year drafted and up in single A, Cooper Johnson. He's catcher, and he was the the bright spot of the team last night. Right. Savage on the base paths. Savages. Savage behind the plate. I haven't even heard that kid's name yet. No, and the thing that I'm noticing with uh, Tigers players is if you're going to be a catcher, you got to have a good old American name, too. Yeah. Bobby Wilson, Jake Rogers, Cooper Johnson. John Hicks. John Hicks. John Hicks is definitely an All-American. Oh, yeah. The, Shoot, even Grayson. Yeah. Grayson's, Grayson's an, an old-fashioned name. name. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so it's kind of cool to actually go to a minor league game and say, hey, here's what's on the way, and not great. Pitching well, I mean, their starter was a lot of young kids, though. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, it's not going to be the cleanest baseball, no matter what. They could be, they could be the number one team in the league. It's not going to be the cleanest baseball, right? They're just the cleaner of the dirtiest. Yeah. Right. Um. It. Yeah. I. There's a lot of bright spots in our minor leagues, but again, you got to remember, like I just said, it's not going to be the yeah. cleanest baseball, no matter what. Even mm-hmm. the best AAA team that could almost be fielded as an MLB team. Is still gonna be like, what the hell is that? You know, so I mean, they're, they're young kids; they're still learning. I'm not, I'm not too concerned about. Great Lakes Loons are a good team. Yeah, they, they've always been a fantastic team. If they're always, I mean, it's, the, it's the Dodgers. I, I think we've said this last time. Dodgers have the, a fantastic way of bringing up youth, and I have no idea how. Yeah, I, I like I, I've said this before in the podcast. Four years in a row, it seems like they had four rookie of the years all in right field. How does that happen? See the right fielder last night, Dan Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> right fielder last night, Dan Robinson from Central. He had this year out of Central. He's got he's a tank. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he's a like monster. How in the world does that happen? Like they, we look, we looked at him, and it was almost a bench warmers. I am 12 moment. This guy. Right. <laughs> no, it's just those guys are. I, that and there's still, something in that the LA organization water. Something in the water. Just all up and down. They get a ship from somewhere and give it to all their minor league teams because they pump out prospects. And it's crazy, too, because they've got the highest payroll. Right. 
you know, they've got, or I shouldn't say the highest payroll, but they've got like the highest. It's up there. They got the highest cap. Yeah. Right? They've got the most money to spend. So when you think of big money, you think of, you think of uh, the Yankees, you think of the Red Sox, and you think of the Dodgers. Like those three teams, if you were going out to buy a team, those three are the teams that you have to compete with the most, right? Because they've got so much money. But yet the the Dodgers have a lot of young kids that are homegrown kids, and yet they still trade a bunch of people away every year because they got to go get somebody. Yep. They go get their trade trade deadline acquisition. And and yet they're still, you know what I mean? They're still pumping out prospects left and right. Just, oh, my God, look at this kid. Whether it's a pitching prospect, whether it's, you know, they're just crazy. I don't know what's going on over there, but the Tigers need it. To piggyback on our farm system, not n- new news, but news for, new news for this podcast is right. they shut Mize down, which it's, people need to settle down. Yes, it's, it's not. It's not that big of a deal. It's not shutting him down because it's not Chris Sale shutting down. It's shutting down to preserve him. Right. It's it's his first. We've talked about it. Yeah. How he was getting some fatigue because it's his first year. Yeah. This it's his first professional year. Anymore. He's never played this much. He's got to just. They're just. This is a totally a precautionary thing. I mean, I would be. It's a, not that they're worried about his. They're. I shouldn't say they're not worried about his arm. That sounds really bad. I was going to say... But it's not... They're shutting him down because they're worried about his arm. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, as I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little concerned. I mean, I am just a little bit, but not... It's like the one out of ten. I'm a, It's a one. Right. I'm not... It's in the back of my mind. Like, this I is hope be, this isn't... This is going to be good for him if he has a little bit of arm fatigue and shoulder inflammation. Just relax. Yeah. He's going to... You know, you can still throw your bullpens, you know, every five or six days or whatever. But it's not. It's going to be like what 40, 50 pitches, and it's not going to be at a competitive yeah. level. It's just me, like all right, I'm throwing. You know, throw it 70 percent. You know, keep your arm loose through it. Or if you want to completely shut them down, completely shut them down and just have them work yeah. out. Have them get that stamina up. You know, so that way when he's ready, because I'm he will be at AAA next year. The big the big three will be at AAA next year. I'm get, I'm out of spring training. I vote. We go down to Toledo and we watch. We have a few games. I, I vote that we go down to Lakeland and see a couple spring training games. Actually, that could work. That could work because that it may line up with my my spring spring break. There you go. And maybe going down to Florida for my spring break. Exactly. So we'll, why don't we kill a few birds with one stone? Right. But it's I I still say that those three Fiedo, Manny, Mize are all with Triple A. And sorry for your bad luck, whoever takes their whoever jobs they take. Yeah. Figure out in the Be bullpen. Better. Be better. Figure it out in the bullpen or fight your way onto the roster. Be better. Right? You know, I mean it's a dog eat dog world and we're putting a lot of marbles into those three pitchers. And Joey Wentz now. Joey Wentz yep, is pushing Wentz all down is, there. Yeah. What, what what do you got for a wild card? What do you got to ramble on about? Well, I was gonna kinda ramble on, but you wanna save it for I was going to talk about the consistency thing. I was going to talk about, you know, just the, there's a lot, there's a lot of speculation on who's going to be in the infield. Right. Right. And it's hard to look, you know, I think the one guy <clears throat> that's in the minors right now, there's actually two that are in the minors right now that are going to be a part of this team for a long time, I think. 
or at least be part of this winning team. And that's gonna that's gonna be Willie Castro, right? Willie Castro. Um. And that's also going to be. Uh, Isaac Paredes, right? I think that's those two guys are going to those guys are going to be a part of this team as a winning team, right? But at the same time, it's like okay, right now, that that's where they come in with the tough decisions, right? Who's going to get cut? If those guys are coming in, or does Ronnie Rodriguez get cut? I think Ronnie Rodriguez is gone. Yeah, I don't think he offers. He was enough. good. He was good for us this season. He yeah, I think he he's got a lot of potential, but I think Harold Castro and Dabo Lugo are overshadowing him right now, right? <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I think I think those guys take Ronnie Rodriguez's spot, and then I think Willie Castro comes up, and then it's do we maybe trade Candelario and Isaac Paredes comes up in that? You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of movement, there's a lot of moving pieces on this roster right now that we've got to figure out for these young guys to come up, and that's going to be a huge decision on, okay, is is it Dixon or is it Candelario? Is it Castro or is it or is it Jackson? Yeah. You know what I mean? We, there's a lot of pieces that the front office and that the you know the managerial staff they've got to figure out. And it's the same thing with the outfield. We've I got think, we've got like three or four outfields that are like like dude, those guys are tearing it up at AAA. You know they're doing really well at AAA. Well, we've got Rogers, not Rogers. We've got Jones. Now we've got Reyes. Christian Stewart's a part of this team long term. Now we've got Demerit. I don't think Demerit stays around long. No, I think he's probably just a temporary. Right, which sucks because just you get, think just of to trading get time Green. For, yeah, you know you think of trading Green, our best player arguably this year. You know, you trade him away, and you think of getting somebody who's going to help you out, and there's not really a spot for him because we say that we got all these guys down in, down in the minors. Well, it's like well we just got a guy. Who we've already got replacements for. What I hope doesn't happen is I hope it's not a, just a whole thing of names. Like, I hope they don't take names to look past numbers. Because I, I, that sounds crazy on the surface, but believe it or not, there's probably a lot. Of, that's probably a, a pretty popular thing. It's like, well, we got Daz Cameron down there, but okay, but if Robson's performing better than Cameron, right? No, I see. I know what you're saying. You're taking you're taking the name yeah. because he was once a highly respected yeah. prospect Let's, over. Okay, well, he's on the decline now because he's not that great of a prospect, and this guy's actually on the rise. That's what I'm worried about. Right. No, I got you there. I, I mean, Demerit wasn't a huge name. I've never right. even heard that name. I've heard a couple different names from the Braves organization, you know, their farm system, but I've never heard Demerit's name. No. And, I come in, and he's not playing. I shouldn't say he's a – I'm not he's, saying yeah, he's, he's a not, bad he's not garbage. He's good. Yeah, he's, the, he's a pretty decent player. But he may just be uh, a temporary – Exactly. That's what I'm saying is there's there it's a confusing time for this roster because there's so many pieces – and, it's, and, and this is how I know we're like, we're, we are close, right? We're talking about, well, there's all these guys in the infield, and now we've got to make this tough decision. Yeah, we have, these guys are coming up. We have a surplus of people. We need to... You need to find the best 25. Yeah. That's where that's how, that's how I know we're getting close, because we're having to make these tough decisions now about, you know, well, which outfield are we going to take? Which right. four outfielders are we going to have? Oh, well, now which, which six infielders are we going to have? You know, and now it's it, it's gonna be. I think the Tigers really need spring trainings are are super critical for them now. It's spring trainings. Oh yeah, they're important for. Oh, everything. last year was a huge. It was but huge. I mean, 
spring trainings are so important for for the Tigers specifically. I mean, a lot of teams spring training is just let's let's get our guys warmed up, let's keep them, let's get yeah, them. Yeah, and a lot of it's figuring out which okay, which AAA prospects yeah. are going to start and which AAA prospects are going to get sent down to Double A. February and March for Detroit is going to be a huge game of chess with themselves. Yeah, it's this is going to be a fun off season. It's not going to seem like it because they're bad. You're not going to we're not going to be in you know the big free agent signings. But it's going to be a fun off season to see who's who's putting in the work, who wants it, who's hungry. Well, I'm talking about roster moves. Who's going to oh. get released? Who's going to oh, get okay. traded? Who's going to there's going to be one or two big trades this, this offseason with some of our younger guys. And when I say our younger guys, I'm talking Candelario. I'm talking Ronnie Rodriguez. I'm talking, you know, the Castros. Mm-hmm. I'm talking one of those guys. There's going to be a big trade. I don't know who we're going to get. I don't know who where they're going, but there's going to be a, a trade. There's got to be. To yeah. make, if, if they're seeing long-term here, or I shouldn't even say long-term. I'm saying, like, two, two years term. Yeah. Right? If they're seeing, okay, we're really close, and this guy isn't fitting into our scheme anymore because we've got we're putting our marbles onto this guy, mm-hmm. and maybe it won't happen this off season because, you know, we're like we say we're putting our marbles on Perez, but he's never even been past Double A, right? Or say we're putting our marbles on Willie Castro, but he's never seen the majors, so maybe we wait one more season, okay? But they've got to be looking at that and going, okay. Which, wh- where are we going to put our marbles? Which bag? You can't keep doing this 50-50 thing. Yeah. You've got to commit to somebody, give them the reps, give them the consistency. goes back to the consistency, consistency thing. All good teams have consistency. I mean, yeah. I mean, think about it, too, from the, the player who the player in the system. I mean, if they know that, okay, if they got me and 700 other shortstops, yeah, they're going to want to compete. But if they know that, hey – I'm their guy. I'm their hope. If I screw this up, I screw up everything. And it's going to push them so much more. Knowing that they're the hope instead of uh, such a huge surplus of them, it's going to be huge. I'm not sure if that makes a lot of sense out loud. In my head, I'm, I'm making perfect sense. No, I get you. I There's, it, there's like I said, there's a lot of chess pieces. Or like you said, there's a lot of chess pieces. And it's going to be, it's going to be fun to yeah. see to see how all these chess pieces move. It's going to be a lot of fun. So to finish this up, I got a cool story coming out of Detroit. Um, when I was a freshman in high school, I had a um, baseball coach named Kurt Bayless, and one of the toughest coaches I've ever had. But at the same time, one of the most supportive coaches I ever had. Right, I mean, just worked you until you thought you were gonna die, but it wasn't because a little bit more. Right, exactly. Oh, you died, walk it off, kind of guy. Right. Um, he wasn't doing it because he wanted to make you hurt. He didn't do it because he thought it was funny. He did it because he wanted you to be the best you you could be. Right. Always pushed you. Great guy. Great family. Well, I think it was my I can't remember if it was my junior year. In high school, he got diagnosed with cancer pretty bad, right? And he was down and out for a while. He battled with it. He ended up losing the battle last year, or the, earlier this year. Um, but he, he's huge in the baseball world. Taking his son la- last summer to Cooperstown, his son's team, and they ended up winning the Cooperstown oh, really? tournament. 
that's a huge tournament. There's like mm-hmm. 40 teams in there. That's huge if you win that tournament. You was the head coach, won that tournament, right? Huge in baseball world. Goes to everybody, seems like. One of his friends, uh, one of his best friends, Kevin Visner, I think his name is, is a professional pitching coach. And is actually the, the personal pitching coach of Edwin Jackson, right? Kurt Bayless was a huge fan of Edwin Jackson who's in Detroit. And he wanted to meet him. So he wanted to meet him when Oakland was in Detroit last year. And Kevin Visner is like trying to set this all up. Right. Kevin Visner is like the middleman, right? Trying to set this up where, okay, Oakland came to Detroit and Edwin Jackson was scheduled to pitch. Well, Kurt, because of his chemo and everything, wasn't feeling too good. Right. couldn't make the game. Same thing happened earlier this year before Kurt died. He was playing with Toronto, right? Came to Detroit, and Kurt wasn't feeling too good. He couldn't make the game. He, Kevin Visser is like, keep getting him tickets, keep getting him tickets, and never make able to make it because of his his, his right. treatment and whatnot, right? So, Kurt Bayless dies. Edwin Jackson comes to Detroit, and on Edwin Jackson's hat, he's been putting the initials of Kurt Bayless on his hat. And he's doing a lot of good things for their family. Like he's, like he took out Kevin Visner took his Kurt Bayless's wife and his oldest son, and he gave him a bunch of signed stuff. And was like, here, this is all for you guys. I really wanted to meet your dad. I'm really sorry that I didn't ever get to, you know, I'm doing this for him. Like I think that you know it it, it hits home for me yeah. a lot because it, he was my baseball yeah. coach, right? I mean, I had that connection with him. But I th- that's, that's really cool, you know. To just see that a guy he's never met, he's putting his initials on there just because he knew that he was a fan and he really wanted to meet him. You know what I mean? Like that's that's cool. I really enjoy Edwin Jackson as a. It doesn't person. seem like there's a lot of players like that who. I mean, you get a lot of them that are like that, but they don't show it as much, right? You know what I mean? Like you don't get a lot of guys who do stuff like that, even though they say they will, and I right. genuinely believe they will. Right. A lot of these guys, you know, a lot of them get the. The, oh, they're just they're athletes. They think they're better than everybody. Kind of stigma behind them, but a lot of them are genuinely like really good guys. You know, they really are. Um, so, like I said, it's just a cool little story coming out of Detroit, hitting you know my hometown. Like I said, it hits home for me, but it's a I I like it. It's a it makes me makes me feel good. So that's that's a good story. Kind of glad you shared that. That's a good one. Well, folks, that about does it for this episode. Not a lot happened on this one. As always, make sure you hit us up on our Instagram and our Twitter, EasyOutPod. Uh, give us a shout for what you want to hear from us. Give us a, your opinion on our takes. And as always, go Tigers! <laughs>